No, that was, yeah, it was, well, because in the Bernie, Bernie era, there was no real investment in social media. There was, the philosophy then was, why would I, Bernie Eccleston, just give all this content to platforms that aren't paying for it? It's, I'm giving it to for free, yeah. which makes no sense financially. Looking back, if anyone actually looks at that and asks that question, it doesn't make sense. But it's now, everyone realizes it's a fan engagement piece. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Track Limits Podcast. I'm your host, Swish. I'm with my co-host, Henny and Effie. Today, we have a rerun. We messed up the first time recording this episode, so we're going to do it again. But there's no better guest to do it again than with the legendary Dylan Stewart. Woo, welcome welcome. <laughs> Let's I go. Mean, oh, oh, legendary is definitely an oversell. No, no, oh, legendary. Come on. <laughs> Founder, social steering, person who ran the F1 account. I mean, come on. There's so many accolades that we're going to go over. Yeah. Legendary is the best way to put it, I think. I, I, I know you guys, I know the format of the show. And yeah. I know it's, okay, you're going to rate everything now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I know we can't start off legendary because yeah. then it's own, It's not going to build. I think yeah. you got a, a green, a gurple, I think. Yeah, he got, he got a gurple. No, he got a green, then yeah. a gurple, then purple for yeah. the last And then sector. we failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and then we got a red flag. So what we're gonna call that like a, um, a FIA stewards? Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. Failure. Decision. Yep. Decision. Yep. Yep. Redrun this, yeah. but I think it's none of us go got fired though. Yeah. No one got fired. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's almost like you know the boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got an insider look. Amazing. Well, you know the drill, but just for our viewers who might be tuning in, Q1 where we're gonna go over racing related questions. We then go into Q2. We're gonna dive more into you as a professional, kind of work life balance, how you as an operator continue to do what you do every day. And then finally, the rapid fire round. Oh, ho. I can't Let's wait to this. do this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to get into Q1? Fire up. All right, here we go. So right now, tell us a little bit about your career in 30 seconds. Looking back now at everything you've done, summarize what you've done for us, the accomplishments that you're the most proud of. So starting out, my career was uh, with Formula One. Coming in there when it had just been taken over by Liberty Media and coming, luckily, given the keys to the Formula One social uh, social media accounts. So there was nothing before, and we thankfully, with a very, very good team, were able to build it out to becoming the fastest growing and the most engaged sport in the world. Mm. So beating out the likes of the UFC, Premier League, NFL, Champions League. Uh, and then after five seasons with Formula One, I then left to go build up my own business, Social Steering. Mm -hmm. And from there, we've taken on clients like uh, Alpine F1 team and other members of the paddock and Formula One, mm -hmm. as well as a couple of other sports. Um, but yeah, that's... All motorsport kind of related? Uh, mostly motorsports, yes. But then we've also branched out to a couple of other sports, uh, brands and, and some who have nothing to do with sports yeah. at all but they're right. great companies to work with very cool and what is the day-to-day -day life for dylan look like are you traveling a lot like what what is your day-to-day -day life right now day-to-day -day life yes it's quite a bit of travel mm -hmm. uh heavily on well sales and also making sure that all existing clients are very happy with what's going out because <laughs> while it's great to bring on new people if someone's not happy then you shot yourself <laughs> in the foot yeah. and that's who you're yeah you can't put any of your existing clients in front of a new client and say, look, this is our track record, then you really haven't done a good job. Right. And when you were running, you know, the F1 account, what years was that again? 2017? 2017 until uh, 21. Until 21. No, no Bernie era. You weren't in there. No, that was, <laughs> yeah, it was, well, because in the Bernie, Bernie era, there was no real investment in social media. Mm. There was, the philosophy then was, why would I, Bernie Eccleston, yeah. just give all this 
content to platforms that aren't oh, yeah. paying for it. Yeah. It's I'm giving it to for free, mm-hmm. which makes no sense, no sense financially. And looking back, for, if anyone actually looks at that and asks that question, it doesn't make sense. But it's now everyone realizes it's a fan engagement piece. It's a that's just the world we live in. Yep. Unfortunately for rights holders, uh, you have to give away some of it to get people interested because there's so much to compete with and everyone else is giving away a little bit for free yeah. that you've got to throw something out there that's going to lure people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you were running that account, like, do you recall like the most hectic time for you personally running that account? Like was it 2017 when you first came, 2019, 2021? <laughs> it was, no, no, it was definitely the first, the first year mm. because it was everything was from from scratch Mm. there were a ton of things we wanted to do everyone's asking the question okay so what's what's going to get people looking at this platform what's going to get them engaged what's going to get them subscribed and you kind of had to say well we're doing need to do all these different things you it was very easy answers really Mm. and it's like if you said all right the premier league isn't doing anything or the nfl hasn't put any content out ever Say, what should they put out? Well, the first answer is, <laughs> all right, you want the best touchdowns, the best intercepts, the best tackles. Uh, Formula One, it was best overtakes, yeah. um, best crashes, best moments from the race, um, showing things side by side, comparing, fastest telling, lap, fastest lap yeah. all those little stories that we care about. Mm. And that was, okay, now let's put logistics in there, secure media rights, because our media rights team previously had, just known that they were not going to put anything on social media. Yeah. It was very straightforward. Yeah. Then it became, all right, now that you want to, we're, we want to put stuff on social media, what's the accepted allowance? So are we going to be able to say, okay, we can put up one minute, two minutes? So luckily we managed to secure 10 minutes per race within, so delayed by one hour and then running for 24 hours. And um, we could use 10 minutes of track footage. So anything that had been out on the international feed. Mm. Then once um, uh, we'd hit that 24 hour period, we could use an additional 10 minutes kind of throughout the year, mm. which really isn't that much. But it's also quite a lot when you think about, okay, how much action really happens in a race. So some races, you're kind of not really worried about that 10 minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, crash, crash, crash. Oh, great. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some races you go, okay, we are up against the limits. Yeah. We are trying to figure out how, because the highlights package we put out on YouTube and Facebook is about six, seven minutes long. Highlights, yeah. Yeah. And so once you've kind of got to that point, you're going, okay, well, that leaves, if someone wants to use a onboard or a um, a whole lap, you're going, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a healthy chunk. Yeah. So, or two on board, it's like if you do top and bottom mm-hmm. and comparing people's laps, you're going, well, those are, you would account that each separately. Separately. Yeah, yeah, wow. because that's, yeah. That's, you're pulling it, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. That's so. what they don't. Why they don't do it on every race? Because I I follow like the F one F one lap comparisons. Yeah. They don't always like post side by side laps. Exactly. Well, sometimes it's editorial. Mm. Other times it's rights. Um. So these are the kind of things that we all okay. We want to see more yeah. on social media because one, it's free, <laughs> and two, that's where we are most of the time anyway. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, yeah, but a lot of times it's just a question of rights. And is, is that the same for F1 archives? So like pulling it from like different eras? No. So archive, you're good. You're, okay. You can use as much as you want. We can rerun races. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have done, within uh, lockdown times, we, I think, we, yeah, we reran a couple races. Um, and again, we did like a fan votes, which race do you want to see the most? And we'd show that this week and every whatever day it was of the week we'd mm-hmm. We uh, put out, we'll put out another race, um, but yeah. So archive stuff we can 
that's where we're like, all right, what can we do here that makes it look interesting? I think one of the most watched videos we've ever put out actually was a archive piece of content. Um, it was celebrating, we're celebrating the uh, 60 years of Formula One. No, so 70, 70 oh, yeah, years reason. of Formula One. Okay. Sorry. And <laughs> so, yeah, it was in 2020. Yeah. And it was a video I thought like showing like a pit stop now and then would be really cool. Yeah. What's the oldest pit stop we can find? Oh, wow. And so we found an old video. Do you remember from where? Like 19. Oh, it was. Uh, no, 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 because yeah. we didn't have footage uh, from that era. Yeah. So it well, rights to have footage. Yeah, this is footage. another whole conversation, but everyone doesn't have all the rights to all the archive footage. Mm. They're mm. trying to bring it all together, but it simply doesn't have it all. Right. Um, so in the, I think it was I know, 70 something or very early 80s, yeah. pit stop of you know tires refueling, Fuels everything. Under, yeah. And you see that video playing and you have uh, the car that, um, from 2020 or yeah. 2019 coming in for a pit stop as well. And wow. it's in and out gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one's still running. It's oh, playing shoot. at the same time. You're going, oh, wow. Yeah. This is, you really see how much of a difference these pit stops makes. It's obviously, we know, I mean, now today you look at a race and you go, oh, someone's taken three, three, <laughs> three seconds. Precious. Yeah. Useless. Yeah. And you're going back like, oh, we are really harsh judges. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. yeah. Going back to the media rights, media rights topic, have you ever like personally taken down an account that's like outside of? Football? No, 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 never. That's <laughs> okay. I can tell you. We talked off camera about many yeah. stories about this, yeah. but no, I was personally. We I think we all in the social media team we all loved fan accounts, like we all were inspired by them. We thought, oh, this is great. Like this is actually. I mean, sometimes fan accounts will come up with things we hadn't even thought of. Yep, and so. And this is a hobby or a passion. Mm. No one's really making money at this point from F1 fan accounts. Yep. And we were looking at it thinking, wow, that, that's a really good idea or that's an interesting story or something they picked up on that we hadn't even noticed or had time to put together. And for me, I would have even more fan accounts because that means if you're all talking about this stuff, mm. yep. um, then you're good. I, I actually at one point wanted to create a, I was, I was calling it the F1 Creator Network. And I was going to have a, number of accounts that were stamped verified by formula one we're like they're part of us if we technically acquired these account accounts yeah. um then we would be allowed to actually post content on that because it's formula one's account yeah it's an owned account we're allowed to yeah. use form formula one footage on these accounts so there wouldn't be any rights issues mm. um sadly never really got to see the light of day but damn yeah, everyone. <laughs> what a such a cool idea! I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone totally loved it, but it was one of those things. It just, you know, powers that be. Yeah. Just couldn't green light it because I think it would just annoy the uh, broadcasters too much. Yeah. I like the way uh, the some of the American sports operate. Like NBA allows fans to post. Yeah. Like the the match footage. I actually footage remember yeah. being in an elevator with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, and I. The one question I asked him yeah. it was at this Wall Street Journal event. I was like. Why do you think that the NBA is growing so much quicker globally than, than the NFL? And obviously, there's a bunch of reasons why. But one of the biggest reasons he mentioned was we allow anybody to post content about anything. Like, as long as you're crediting the NBA account, yes, as long as you're important. crediting ESPN, Turner Sports, whatever it is, they're fine with it. But if you have an NFL account, Oof. they'll take you down right away. Even if yeah. you credit them, yeah. they'll take you down right away. And it's some... Well, again, it's not always to do with uh, the league itself, the rights yep. holder. Yep. It's sometimes to do with the broadcaster, someone Corporate. who's going, look, yep. 
we are paying so much money for this. <laughs> and ultimately, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's one person's decision if they get to say yeah. yes or no. Yeah. And if it's a no, then that just translates down to everyone else. Oh, yeah. Right. But uh, no, in Formula One, yeah, we can't well, we can't officially say I'm not with F1 anymore. So yeah. <laughs> uh, spill the beans. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't say they turn a blind eye, but right. it's impossible to actually track all these things. Yep. Like they use a uh, company to help take down accounts, which. I know who they Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. like I had a meeting with them. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking on your door a little bit. Yeah. They have like some country name in, in, in them because whenever I got taken down, it's by like maybe we have to beep, <laughs> <sell> Again, <laughs> beep. something sports India. Uh, no. Everyone is taken up, down by them. Interesting. Okay, no. So what's probably happened there is they're a, an account or an agency working for a media rights holder. In, based in India, right. and then they are taking down accounts that they see infringing rights okay. because people in those uh, in their country are looking at content from your account, even if you're coming from in um, the Netherlands or from Istanbul or from the UK, wherever yeah. you are in the world. Right. Um, but because again, content or platforms don't really geo-block yep. content; they just kind of let it go out masses. I think Facebook's the only one that really properly geo-restricts if you put in the settings. Right. Um, right. So yeah, that's the... And have, I mean, like, that's maybe you guys taking down accounts. Have teams ever approached you and said, hey, you know, take that down? Like, what was this video you guys shared or what was this photo you guys shared? They've said that, yes, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's never been anything, uh, like, they say, like, oh, look what this fan's doing. That's not right. It's never that. It's They'll right. come to Formula One directly and say, we don't like that. And really? so, yeah, um, but only if it kind of comes from a driver or they feel like they're being attacked. So... You've got, I mean, I think one example we used last time we had this conversation <laughs> was uh, Red Bull. So Red Bull flagged, uh, well, Max had a crash in Monaco and it was um, right by the swimming pool and it was uh, coming up through the chicane. He just clipped the inside and then went straight into the wall. Mm. It was unfortunate. He happened to me the exact same accident at the exact same corner the following year. Right. And so... F1 just kind of reflected that. It wasn't a, that was actually a rule. We would never stoke things up, would never yep. try and create a narrative. It was just reflect. Mm. And so it was reflecting, look, we're not drawing if it's good or bad. We're just pointing out that this happened last year and it's happened again now. Mm. So Max had seen it and look, he just had a chance. He felt like F1 was taking a jab at him. Mm. Fair enough. I probably felt like the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's, again, so he said, pissed off like have them to make take this down this is stupid mm. um and so they reached out of course they have to relay how upset he is and they'll tell us like can't believe you did this this is wrong this is wrong mm -hmm. and we're almost kind of oh sorry like yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you guys in the middle of the race while this is happening like is the race still happening like uh, the weekend is going on and no like because post? we can't we can't post content post that, during yeah. the race during so the race, right. as soon as checkered flag goes down yep you have to wait one hour before we can post footage. Yep. And then, say so we, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> they. <laughs> they, yeah. Um, and uh, once they've yeah, done it for one, that one hour period, then you can post as much or, or within the rights restrictions. Yeah. How much, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about the 2021 end of season. It was, it's a very hot topic. You know, how did you and your team deal with that pressure of, you know, staying in control, controlling the narrative also, making sure that it's neutral? How, how did that go? Well, actually, the, the tone that F1 has to set is yeah. they're a, a rights holder. Mm. Uh, they're not journalists. It's only supposed to reflect what happens. So 
there's in when that's when like that happens there's an instant okay we know this is going to be controversial now there was the added pressure of the fact that max had just been crowned champion so there was a bit of a okay we need to be celebrating the fact that there's a new champion like it's not formula one's place to say this is right or wrong yeah fia gets to tell you who who (laughs) does the rules um so f1 has to kind of say look this is what's happened max is the new world champion exclamation exclamation mark it's but you don't then don't go above that you don't go how incredible was this last lap look at this moment (laughs) and because that's how we would sell it if there wasn't the controversy because you then have to hype him up a bit like he is the world champion this is the yeah this is the the pinnacle this is it everything every driver in the world works works towards yeah so um yeah basically uh it's just a case of look let's be a little bit more subtle here let's not post quite as many things Mm -hmm. Um, but I tell you what, engagement from that weekend was pretty incredible. Oh, probably the yeah. biggest yeah. you've probably seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every year gets bigger. So, yeah. uh, I mean, now you get in- the numbers you see on Ridiculous. Instagram are. Yeah. 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 You post like straight after the race. Like, even if I post like my feed next to a car, yeah. it gets bombarded. Uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of likes. Like, yeah. exactly. whatever you post, you don't. You don't even need to be picky. No, no, it, race, it's, it's that is when everyone's most engaged and yeah. they're like, okay, great content. Like whatever you put out, they're going to bite. Yeah. Even and they this past share season it. when Max had that controversy with Checo and not letting him pass in Brazil, mm. I looked at the post that he last shared and that, oh my God, I think to date has over 150,000 comments now. Of oh. Everybody just being like, how dare you? <laughs> like, you know, Viva. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Viva! Oh my god. What what are your honest thoughts about Drive to Survive? I know that's Mm -hmm. on the other end of the the content that's being produced, but they love to stir up the drama and create a story. That's their job, though. Their their target audience is not the existing Formula One fans. Their job is to say, look how exciting the sport is. Um, Look at these other narratives, look at these stories. There's all this, it's it's a reality show, basically. and we mean Love Island is one of the biggest reality shows in the world. And like we all know it's a complete scam. I, I, to be honest, I didn't know what it was until yeah. they told me today, and I'm yeah. like, Love Island. <laughs> so you really have to be mindful of that when you're on that side of Formula One. Mm. And of course, not everyone's going to like it. What show does everybody like ever? I mean, even Possible. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, some people just oh, couldn't stand it. A lot of people hated the ending. Um, oh God. <laughs> don't remind us. But there, you see, like it's people talk about it yeah and that was the goal of the show it was find a way to get people talking about formula one who aren't talking about it right now i mean ford has just been announced Mm -hmm. as a new uh, engine partner for uh, red bull they're back in the sport after over 20 years like that's a pretty huge moment right that wouldn't have happened without drive to survive i think almost no one in the Formula one world would disagree with that Mm. because the engagement I mean, now I see my friends in the US who are not what you call a typical Formula One fan. Formula One fans typically are, yeah, yeah, slightly <laughs> nerdy. Yeah, like, right out the gate. Yeah. Like, God damn. We all know. Like, yeah. um, we geek out over, I'm not sure about that livery, the air, what they, what's going on with the nose on that car? Right yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're having this conversation with some young girl who's, not really ever watched Formula One before, never watched it with a family, but picked it up because of Drive Survive. And you're going, 
Excuse? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. hold on a second. It, it's not the demographic you used to talking about for mom with. 100%. Um, yeah, normally you'd be you'd engage like the, uh, your dad's friends or your parents' friends. And yeah. that's so you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. What? That makes oh, sense. I miss when Button was on the podium. Oh, some great racing. Oh, like Virgin <laughs> Racing. Yeah. They were really. <laughs> um, uh, no. So, yeah, Drive Swipe, I ain't an incredible job. No. And I mean, I, I mean, I, it's fair to say, would this podcast be here without Drive Survive? Yeah, 100%, probably yeah. not, right? That's true. Yeah. Half, yeah, half of our team caught on during the Drive to Survive yeah. era. And a big part of our audience is trying to go after people in Canada and the U.S. again, where that popularity has just surged because of Drive to Survive. Exactly. Like yeah. Lance Stroll's popularity. Just keeps oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, always forget he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think, actually, I'll, I'll say it here. Like, I think Lance gets a, a tough rap. He does. he does. He's a good driver. He's a yeah. very good but driver. He just has some really questionable moments, you know, and I and I do feel I like that awareness. Yeah, that is could a be big said for him. other drivers. I yeah, mean, yeah, but like some of his like not looking into his mirrors, like that is actually valid. Yeah. Like the amount of times it's happened, like twice in Australia, the pole position that he had in Turkey though in his rookie season, I will say is like one of the best qualifying yeah. laps yeah. I've ever seen. Or him in yeah. rain, I yes. don't, I don't get it. Him and Latifi actually both in the rain. rain. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, I would say I'd stick my neck out for both of those yeah. Canadian drivers. Yeah. yeah. Both very good people mm -hmm. again it's again we obviously on the other side of all of it always see a very different we see things through kind of glasses of like oh, we don't see how hard they've worked all yep. the tough things in the way yes look form one's not a sport you get into just by being really really good at something and it just happens like football it's you've got to bring money to the table i mean um, nick devries even recently there's news about some sort of loan Thing. In fairness, I haven't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't dug into it too much, but you see, like, look, everyone has to find a way to fund the sport. Yeah. Like, it's no one's gonna, it's a risk, and it's why you look at so, I mean, so many failed racing drivers um, trying to get into, uh, or the long, so there's such a long list of failed racing drivers. Like, everyone who's tried getting into Formula One and hasn't quite got there, mm. they've only got a handful of homes to land in. Mm. You've got Formula E. Um, now kind of extreme, -y. extreme yeah. Um Indy, NASCAR, um, endurance. endurance, endurance. Yep, thank you. Got clients in there. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, shout out. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Joe to sport. Eh? Joe to sport and uh, yeah, yeah, racing gold account as well. Yeah. There we go. Um, we'll put them at the bottom. Yeah, thank you. They'll love me for that. <laughs> yes, we got you. Um, and yeah, it's a, uh, it's tough. Like mm -hmm. you look at. And making it a good living in terms of like a return investment plus being let's call it comfortable in life. Yep. Uh, you are really shooting for the stars in motorsports. Okay. Last few questions to wrap up Q1. I mean, you know, in terms of any red tape when it came to posting on the F1 account, I am curious. Were you able to also modernize a lot of the content that they were sharing? Like, were you able to incorporate memes, for example? Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're going into that question. Like, yeah. we haven't. Like, it's very organic. That, memes? Yeah. 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 memes. Yeah. So, so prior to uh, joining the F1 team, I, I mean, the content was, I mean, entirely photographs. Mm -hmm. There was no video. So, there was were very beautiful art, almost borderline artsy photos but it was just a kind of an update of what's happened in the race and that was it they were just photographs mm -hmm. so in fairness you could have posted anything after that and it would have just done well um but once we kind of had started to like upgrade and modernize the feed 
we then got to the point where we we're saying okay now uh what else can we do and memes were an obvious piece to look at yeah but you want to do it in the right way and it might kind of i was initially thinking like god like let's just trial something out mm -hmm. let's do it as almost a joke post and then it kind of develops into something more where we should be doing memes more often mm. and i mean i remember going through all the different steps of trying to get approval from everyone to say look uh this is a different type of piece of content we want to put out and it's not what you're used to but i'm really used to memes yeah. so like this is very and and trust me they're all really used to memes as well they're gonna love this stuff and so we kind of put something together with kind of f1 branding on there and it looks like a now a formula one meme mm. and so we put this up and oh my god fans went nuts yeah um and i think it's kind of hopefully uh helped shape the meme culture in formula one you guys were the one that posted the debris uh <laughs> where carlos signs or yeah signs was like debris or on the radio yeah, someone yeah, called yes. it that was too yeah. funny that was hilarious so yeah i mean it's a uh yeah memes are such a good way to communicate in social media you can't do that on television it doesn't translate but you can do it very easily on yeah. social look at what ryanair and all those companies are doing on oh, tiktok you know yeah. unbelievable or twitter have you seen their twitter feed yeah they just like oh my people God. complain and they're like you're still gonna fly with us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're absolute <laughs> savages <laughs> yeah they yes they're likable yeah. yeah that's the whole point of social media yeah is to bring people into your brand it's not a direct okay if you look at our brand on social media you're now going to buy our product mm. it's like it doesn't really work like that right. what does work though is bring like it's a big net you throw out there you kind of have people talking about you look at you and get looking forward to that next post mm. and then you can start to sell them on whatever it is you're trying to put them in um it was a clothing brand you're like okay sell the lifestyle don't just post about the clothes and how great they look show them in action show them doing something it's um make it relatable and be unique if you're not doing that then final question to wrap up q1 um you know tell us a little bit about your decision to leave f1 and kind of then when you were starting social steering like what is your vision for that company so why'd you leave f1 and where do you want to see this company social steering so decided to leave f1 because i'd been there for a little while and it was a i mean fantastic project to be involved with and it was kind of like look i've done done the story already like i've already hit that high point of we've made this thing from zero to hero mm. so what's the next challenge and it would have essentially been kind of repeating the same thing over and over again mm. and like okay we're doing it well i mean the account's not going to evolve that much more unless a ton more money gets put involved into it like you look at a whole number of social media accounts and you say they actually spend more money on their social media production than we do. And they're much smaller brands, mm. but they're actually making much more money from their social yeah. they, anyway, and F1, to be honest, was not ready to start gearing up for that next step. Mm. So, um, and I had a lot of people knocking on my door saying, hey, look, could you come help us out with our project, with our social media? And, I'd said no, no, no for years. And then it's kind of like, all right, well, you know what? It's kind of about time. And yeah, the goal now is to try and turn it into something that's much bigger where we have our own IP, we're building out our own events or our own shows. And um, then to be able to kind of say, look, we're a whole value offering here, not just uh, to manage your account, but look, we can convert 
that into a real community for you or um, making everyone think as well because otherwise you are completely at the behest of clients and if yeah if a recession comes then we're buggered yeah <laughs> <laughs> aren't wood. we all yeah, yeah. where's yeah. this word yeah. fine word amazing well yeah. that wraps up q1 any verdict i that's a solid green green that was better smooth. than last time yeah i think so yep. that was okay effie you, you feeling know? good yeah yeah that's yeah. all good all right. As you see, it's green. Yeah. 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 We'll change it yeah. to purple. To purple. Yeah. If it goes bad, you guys can just dim it down to dim yellow. It, yeah. like, no, no. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up Q1. Welcome back to the Track Limits interview with Dylan Stewart. We're getting into Q2 now. Dylan, you ready for Q2? Let's do it. Okay. We're going to take you all the way back. All the way back. Hey, he's not that old. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. All the way back. 70 like, years back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take you back to college. You know, we'll take you back to college. You went to Duke. Yep. Right. Duke University in America, one of the best basketball programs in the country. Right? Absolutely. Are you? Did you become a basketball fan through that? Oh, you have to. It's kind of like going to um, Manchester and not being a United or City <laughs> fan. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. But tell us, like, what did you study? Like, did you have this idea to you know, get into social media when you were in college? Like the origin story for Dylan, like how did that kind of all come about in college? Um, well, to answer that, answer that question immediately, I had zero clue when I arrived and I almost had zero clue still by almost the end. Mm. Um, it was, I, was, I got very lucky and I had a professor, a guy called Jed Simmons, who he was at um, Turner Networks and so he was running um, Cartoon Network for them. Mm. And that was at the time where they put out, so he was in charge of the Cartoon Network while they made Johnny Bravo and the Powerpuff Girls. Hey, so, <laughs> so again, he, he did it, he's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And then from there, he went to go work at YouTube to be head of content over there. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he was actually a motorsports fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I kind of hit it off. And but I only kind of met him on a very chance encounter of um, literally meeting him like one afternoon. And he said to me, oh, would you be interested in coming over to our, our rival university and taking a class over there oh. for the semester? I'm thinking like, well, I mean, yeah, this sounds pretty <laughs> like, interesting. Like, yeah. I'd rather do this than just another class, pass time, go party and have fun. I'd like, no, I, I'm, I'm here for a reason. I want to like learn. I want to engage. I want to do something different. And what this actually interests me. So his class was all about the media world. So... We covered everything from Spotify, its inception, to Netflix, to um, kind of, this was almost at the start of podcasting really taking a rise or even going into the media worlds covering like cryptocurrencies. Wow. Like oh, it, wow. That, yeah, yeah, it was really kind of on the money. Like, look, this is what's happening in this digital media world. And anyways, I'm still in contact with him today and I have a very good relationship with him. Um, and it's kind of one of the, I got lucky. It's like one of those uh, relations with professors you kind of see in the films where they're like they're mentoring you, looking out for yeah. you, telling you like you I can text see. them anytime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I got very lucky. And I know not many people don't really have that. Um, so anyway, yeah, he kind of steered me into the thought of you. If you enjoy media, just go do it. My brain, all right, great. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a very good experience over there. America do college very well. Uh, it's pricey, but if you can afford it and if you get a scholarship for it as well, then it's a great investment um, because, I mean, you're going to, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the most premium products. If you're nice, you're going to do like an Oxford or Cambridge, uh, which is just comes with such a huge history. 
the network you get because they're Americans are really friendly mm. when it comes to hey you should be my buddy he uh canadians he, are even better canadian yeah. right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yes, i haven't spent enough time in canada yeah. there. <laughs> um so yeah they're they're great about introducing you to people, people. who you would almost have to pay a commission mm. to meet or you'd have to give them some vested interest in yeah. you whereas they're just like oh, hey meet my friends they run this you guys are going to hit it off no cash? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> What's a catch here? Yeah. Venmo? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and yeah, it's again, I always wanted to go to the US. I thought that's a great place to learn. And I mean, I'm very, very lucky that I was able to do it. So what about what about any advice for people who want to pursue a career like yours in the in the media industry around mainly motorsports because of the audience? But yeah. Yeah. What what advice would you would you give them? The best piece of advice, or best piece of advice, what I say, well, one, start creating content on your account, because one, there's no real penalty for doing it. There's no real cost um, uh, other than your time, and you're gonna learn so much because you're gonna see what actually engages people. Sure. Yeah, and then two is give your time to other people, mm. because that's one thing we're short of in the motorsports world is people who are good and affordable yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a case of like look just we're a network of people out there who are very uh unformally attached mm. so we all follow the same accounts we all are very aware of different people but because it's motorsports there's this some kind of like uh, invisible wall where people say, oh you can't approach them they're this they're that it's it's just a company it just a sport it's just a brand like ultimately all these things are just people behind all of them and there's nothing special about them it's just they happen to know some things that you'd like to know yeah and you can learn them if you spend time around them if you uh fingers go work with them do something even for free i mean I, the amount of projects we've done i shouldn't say it's allowed too much but <laughs> for free and we won't do it anymore yeah <laughs> um uh for other client for people and saying look do this 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 it's just going to help you guys get off the ground and it's just led to more business coming in for us because one they realize how valuable that that was for them um so you take the same philosophy you go look if you're young interested in motorsports interested in media find a brand that needs some help and say hey uh can i help you out with this and be i think what you're doing is great or i think you should do this 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 mm. and they say like look, i'd love to come by sometime no cost just i'd love to be around and help with you guys Right. Um, it's much easier sell doing that uh, than can you pay me for it too? <laughs> yeah. And they're going, what have you done before? I haven't done anything yet. Like, yeah. Okay, it's catch 22. So just start chicken and egg. Just make one of them. But And by the way, what was, uh, let me take you back to when you were an intern at Red Bull. What yeah. was that experience like for you? That was fantastic. I got very, I went again. So my background is yeah. uh, motorsports. My family were all motorsports. And so I grew up right next to factory. And I mean, for me, it was people who, who seen me help me when I was a little boy. And so when I was old enough to be able to go and start doing an internship there, um, they were kind of like, oh, I remember you. I held you once before. <laughs> it's like, now you're this big. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, great. So you'd have that conversation you know, like five times a week. Wow. Um, and it was, before they had like an internship program so um it was kind of getting put into one area like 
here's this kid. Um, he's going to be with you for next week. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, they're like, and then oh, me gosh. coming along there, like everyone buttoned up, looks smart, ready. Okay, what do they need to do? Yeah. And so like, okay, well, we're building um, this part of the car today. Uh, here, just follow it. Basically, it's grown-up Lego. Um, if you're in like sub-assembly, for example, and you're building, I mean, you can't get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Don't forget like a yeah, a wishbone or don't forget a um yeah, a bearing or whatever you've got to put on there. But uh you really get to see okay how this car is made and it's I mean, honestly one of the coolest experiences ever. And now there's a formal internship program, I think yeah. almost all teams do it. Um and I mean if you get the chance to do it, it's a life changing experience because you look at the cars in a brand new level of appreciation. And I actually, the first year I did it was just after um, Weber had had his incidents going up in the air and uh, straight into one Valencia. Mm-hmm. And so um, they had the chassis in the uh, in the factory there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? I can expect yeah. it. Oh, and my so God. then they showed me the his uh, brake pedal. Yeah. And he'd been pushing so hard on the brakes that he'd actually snapped the pedal wow. in half. Yeah, which is, again, one of those weird little stories that you've probably never heard before yeah. because who's actually seen it and... And the reporter tell, exactly, told the story yeah, back. The public, yeah. No one tells a journalist that thing. Um, but yeah, it's a, you really understand how much work goes in these cars, how much... how they, They're closer to arts than they are arts and machinery. Wow. Yeah. And when it came to even kind of picking your career within the motorsport world, like you mentioned, you know, you do come from a family, your granddad three-time world champion your your dad is a you know obviously a former race owner i mean did you ever think maybe i want to be a driver like i want to potentially get in the cockpit and drive one of these kind of awesome beautiful machines or was that not not (laughs) the older i get the more i think like that (laughs) (laughs) but uh so i've got three younger brothers and as we again you always hear in the media like how much motorsports costs to get into there's always all these commissions that are being set up now to try and figure out why certain people aren't getting into sport Hmm. and uh, it is insanely expensive to become a Formula One driver. And also, like I said earlier, the risk of what you become if you don't become a successful Formula One driver yeah. is like there's, there's not much of a like a safety net. Yeah. So, and what are your skills if you don't become a successful racing driver? You know how to drive a car really well. You've got no schooling backgrounds. You huh? You can become an Uber driver. You can become a great <laughs> Uber driver. But that's you know, an Uber driver. Yeah. yeah, but then you have a couple of speeding tickets. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> over. Um, so, uh, my again, my, my dad was became very sick, uh, which is kind of one part of the reasons he sold his team. Um, so his thing then was also wanting to spend more time around us, and because he had the very real realization of uh, like there could be another man raising his kids. So. It was a like a pretty horrible feeling to have for him, and he then again is now again probably the happiest of all his friends mm-hmm. in the world who have ten times more cash than like um, our family will ever have. But because he spends time exactly how he wants to, um, still works hard on different projects, um, but kind of gets to be a bit more selective in what he wants to do. So. Uh, yeah, it was a. Yeah, while it would have been great to be a racing driver, you have to take a kid and just push them into sport. No matter how much they want to do it organically, 
you still have to be a pushy parent. It yep. doesn't, every single F1 driver has a parent who's behind them 150%, mm. who was just go, go, go. All right, when's the ne next race is hit? Because a kid at 10 years old doesn't know how to say, yeah. um, okay, so the race is here, we need to get there. And I'll... <laughs> Google Maps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe in this era, they will yeah, 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 yeah. with their phones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're like yeah. Joss with Max or. You know, yeah. Lewis's dad, I mean, I think most of the drivers credit their, their fathers actually for taking them out of the track and pushing them even when they didn't want to. Yeah, because, yeah. again, you have to almost in some ways neglect the other siblings mm. because, I mean, you can't physically spend that, that much, much time. Like, yeah. If you say, oh, yeah, um, we've got a race uh, got a race on, sat uh, on Saturday and a race on Sunday. Mm. Um, and so you drive there on a Friday. Okay, got to drive there Friday. Um, are we going to stay there Sunday? Like, yeah, no, we're going to drive back down. So, okay, so... And then you've got school Monday morning. Okay, uh, I've got work then. It, it, and that's just one child. Yeah. Imagine I trying just, to do it for oh two God. or three. Max, yeah. I've got three younger brothers, so Oof. that's a non-starter. What, what's your fondest memory with your dad or your grandfather? Or even a story that's not out in the public that they've told you when they were either owning a team or racing? Mm, um, there was one, well, what a great story, actually. I think yeah. my dad's... Uh, tells a story it was when i can't remember what grand prix it was but it was i think it was right just as Stuart grand prix was being uh was starting yep. and there was i think it was the first race of the year and there was like a disaster and of like things hadn't arrived in time parts were breaking down the engines were blowing up oh jeez! and i mean it, it were things that back that then era. also you like only used one engine per session yeah so you just cycling things in and out in and out they weren't built to be sustainable exactly yeah. and anyway so my dad i mean stress levels through the roof and he had um i mean probably like it, the potential of losing the whole team because if, if you can't deliver and can't compete in races then you're really not going to be able to uh get money from sponsors or yeah. um, get championship money like there's a very one-to-one -one ratio on that mm. anyway at this peak moment of stress um, George Harrison starts walking down the pit lane and is waving to my dad, like, hey, Paul. And <laughs> he's got a ukulele in his hand. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like, oh. the, the last thing you okay. want yeah, to Yeah, not right video. now. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, he's like, okay, as a good little reminder of, okay, step away. Let's think about this thing properly. Yeah. And he helped kind of, you know, get him back on track. But it's it to him. Yeah. It was a cool little moment. So again, he was a massive F1 fan. Oh, so. Of he was around the paddock quite a lot and but there's i mean so many cool little stories actually i'm trying to think of another good one i could tell ah. you guys um there was yeah i could tell this one um <laughs> so uh i forget which grand prix it was but my grandfather had invited steve jobs um to in early apple days oh wow um to come along to a grand prix and so he wasn't a celebrity like power that we know today but japan really like love technology and they really knew who he was mm. like well before we knew him in the west onwards right um so uh one grand prix i think it's in italy um steve jobs was asking the question so what radio frequency is everyone else on and so my grandfather explains oh uh, we don't really know it's a secret like they don't tell us oh wow and so he goes okay so he walks out um goes to the bathroom and follows two of the Honda guys, there knowing that they're going to fuck him. <laughs> and so goes to the bathroom, and then 
they're like, oh my God, Mr. Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor to meet you. Wash my hands first. Sorry. Hi, nice to meet you. And so he just kind of innocently asked the question. Um, so what, uh, what radio frequency are you guys on? I'd love to listen in. It's, oh, we're on uh, this radio frequency. And so he comes back from the bathroom and says, they're on uh, this radio yeah. frequency. <laughs> so like, okay, we can't do that, but yeah. thank you. <laughs> well, some, some engineer in the back yeah. turns yeah. in. He's yeah, like, I got it. No, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the thing about in motorsports is you'll have so many of these stories because, I mean, back then it was, it was easier. It was more analog. And so you could change the radio frequency yeah, and catch it. Now you've got your own satellites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Network. Yeah. yeah. Fiber. Yeah. So. I was at the Mercedes factory and we had the chance to watch it in the operations room. The conversations that were going like behind the scenes that that, that isn't like broadcasting. It's it's mad. Like I don't know how, how everyone kinda hears each other each other. Like, yeah. It's it's nuts yeah. because the interesting thing about Form One is you only have two real choices as strategy as um, strategists. Uh, is one, when the pits, and two, what tires to put on. That's the only real call you've got. The rest is all up to the driver. So the fact that there are that many conversations going on is impressive. Like you think, okay, what are they they're trying to optimize? And you see how quickly it goes wrong in Formula One mm. if you get the wrong time. Just talk to Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. it's a yeah, it's a big it's a big thing for kind of two real decisions to be made mm -hmm. um, but it can flip a whole race I mean, look at the number of times was it Hungary two years ago now when one or two years when uh, everyone pitted Bar Lewis yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> on mean, his what own. a historic that's race that's my favorite yeah. moment I was there at the track yeah. and I'm standing kind of far in the paddock so I'm looking at turns two three nice. and I'm I'm looking around I'm like okay and I hear it and they all go off and I hit one car go I think <laughs> what's happening I, I don't as we were saying like everyone's I mean yeah. we're looking at the track we're like oh they're all idiots why are they all on inters or wets like, yeah, it's yeah. just clearly dry right, yeah. Yeah. and then we see Lewis go around we go oh yeah no everyone has made that decision yeah. Lewis has left out oh, yeah. it's backfired so badly oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's a uh, strategy makes a huge difference that went from a was probably a pretty easy win to and the way he finished in that race, but I mean, actually, it's a Mercedes. It wasn't going to be that bad. I think Esteban Ocon won that race. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 won that he, race. yeah, he finished second after Vettel got disqualified. Yeah, so yeah, he didn't do bad, but because Alonso, yeah. 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 Alonso held Still, him up. It, yes. if, if he finished first, True he would have won the yeah. championship. So it's like you know. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And then what about like work-life balance for you? Like, do you feel like? Right now, you have a lot of work-life balance, or, or do you feel like right now it's just pure work mode, traveling around a bunch, not really able to delineate between, you know, hobbies and and kind of what you're working on? I'm lucky enough that I work in Formula One and media that work-life balance is work is quite fun. Mm. So yes, of course there are things you, but oh, I'd rather someone else could do this. Yeah. But if you don't have that in life, you'd never appreciate the flip side of it. So you have to definitely pinch yourself a little bit. Mm being in motorsports and media because mm. it's kind of a sweet spot of this is really fun yeah, yeah. um so no I, I if i ever complain about what's happening it's because i need to vent and it's just a bit of therapy but uh no i love it talking about like the you loving it so i'm i'm pretty sure you've been involved in the sport more years than i've been alive 
Why you thinking? He's um, not that old. What's wrong with these two over here? Um, Justin, can you age me on camera? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like some gray hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been covering it for seven years and working like kind of like a full time for like four or five, and like recently, especially in the last few years, it started to not not entirely, but started to feel like work sometimes. Mm. Uh, and and on some races, I, I just like can't be asked to watch the race uh, on very rare occasions. Yeah. Do you do you get that? Is it like still? Are you still like a fan? Or? Still a fan of the sport, yeah. So yeah. there's two. There's a few parts to it. One, I know more things that are happening in the background than I would as just a regular fan. So uh, that kind of makes me go, oh, I really wonder what's going to happen here. Now, we, of course, we get boring races, and honestly, I think we, we have too many races right now. Like I, I do think that there's a certain amount of anticipation and want you should leave on the table because that's ultimately what's going to get people really tuning in to the next couple of races and gives longevity to the sport because look, as much as we all do love Formula 1 and we're going to try and watch as many races as possible, I think we can all probably hold our hands up and say, we're not going to watch every race this year because it's physically impossible at this point to lose that many weekends. Yep. You're saying like, oh, I'm sorry, I've, I've written every social event off on a Sunday. <laughs> so, um, who wants to watch Monaco as this? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 On a things, Monaco does actually really produce great racing. It really doesn't. Like where? Like they no, pure gas. Oh, the, like cars are, the, car, it, the cars, the yeah. cars are way, way too big. Too big. Yeah. yeah. But you always seem to have some sort of drama there lately. That's true. true. Yeah. True. True. Like it, yeah. the racing. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, racing's yeah. bad. But there's, yeah. for some reason, there's a bit of Monaco magic that's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year was Charles qualifying. trying to win. Yeah. Or even qualifying. The right. rain during the race yeah, and yeah, their yeah. debacle. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah, and we get, we, yeah, we always complain about Monaco, but it does deliver a fantastic race for some reason. We don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but it's kind of the original question. You do have to pinch yourself repeatedly to be like, no, there's a, reason why I wanted to be in the sport so badly, this is pretty great. And if you do find yourself kind of burning out a little bit, you just have to go, okay, like let's reset the clock a bit, have a little bit of um, internal reflection on like, okay, why am I not loving this every second? Because I know I do. Mm. And if you step away from it, you'll go, Formula One. Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what happens to the drivers that retire too. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you look at Schumacher, like, the man left on top of the world and could have done anything he wanted after that. But there's nothing quite like driving an F1 car, being mm. in that world. I think the only thing that's going to properly rival it is being in MotoGP. And, but those guys, are, they have screws loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their adrenaline is unquestioned. On a different yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. Literal different level. That's great. I think that wraps Q2. Yeah. Penny, where are we at now? We, we're we're heading towards a green, purple, gurple. Gurple? I'm getting deja vu. Yeah, yeah. it's like, what is that <laughs> word? Where have we seen that before? <laughs> Effie, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a purple. You'll oh, purple. wow. Oh, okay. okay. Hey. Coming All right. back to the podcast for the second time. Got to deserve one, yeah. Well, stay tuned. We're going to get into the rapid fire round shortly. Welcome back to the Track Limits podcast. As you can see, I've sitting up, sitting up. Great start. Uh, the rapid fire round. We have gotten into Q3. We're now going to pepper Dylan with a bunch of questions, hopefully get some rapid answers that are full of fire. Dylan, you ready? 
I'm going to give you actually quick answers. Quick answers. All right. Here all we right. go. Okay. All right. First question. You have to choose one platform to post on forever. Which one would it be? YouTube. Okay. Which one would you delete from the Facebook? Gone. Yep. <laughs> Who was the last person you texted? Oh. Um, quick. It's going so slowly. <laughs> Ten, Nine. Nine. Eight, seven. Um, uh, a friend who's probably going to tonight asking what bottle they want me to bring. No. Oh, okay. Nice. It's a little bit of a surprise okay. after. But anyways, yeah. uh, what regulation change would you institute? Double points in the last race? Like, for example. Uh, I would have all drivers um, swapping cars with the inverse position they finished the championship with. First to 20th, 20th to first, and oh, all the way through. That is the ridiculous. best reverse grid. Yeah. yeah. Best reverse grid. I'm yeah. about to show you uh, a photo here. Uh, this is you. I don't even know how to explain I don't it. Yeah, it's not gonna be a rapid. <laughs> we need a story time to this. Okay. This is a photo that it was caught, but it was a story that you put on the F1 page instead of your own personal page. Yeah. What happened? <sighs> a whoopsie happened. Yeah. Yeah. Here's um, for the cameras. So basically, all right. Here's a slide. I'll take a proper story. Right. <laughs> we can do a quick for the other one. Yeah, you got this. So I was on holiday, mm -hmm. and again, it, it was. Uh, first year of Formula One. You can see by the logo in there. Oh yeah, it's that old it, logo. It's yeah, old school logo. Yeah. And so, um, I thought I was on my own personal Instagram account, <laughs> and I was uh, yeah um, by the pool again. I'd taken a video, and I guess I think I was showing something else that was around, and then it finished on myself, and then I was I don't know, laughing afterwards or something, and I yeah rather unfortunately. Um, just caught the wrong account. Uh, and so I didn't have internet where I was at the time, so or data. So when I went back inside and got hold of Wi-Fi, I then thought, is that, that was from my account, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like that initial yeah, shock. Like, yeah. Let me just check. And I went my phone, I looked, and I could see it was uploading because I'd only just reconnected to the internet. I'm like, oh, delete, 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 yeah. stop it, stop it. And then, because um, you can't delete it while it's uploading. Yeah, you have so to I, like, closed the app, thought maybe that's going to kill it off. And so checked on it and no, of course it had gone up. I'm like, okay, well take it down, delete, done. And it's, it really only been there for this, like for, like a very, very short period of time. Enough time though. Yeah. But <laughs> enough time <laughs> to go viral. When you've got that many followers, yeah. Yeah. like someone's refreshing that time and it's going to pop in their feed. And so... They, um, of course, screenshot it. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. Yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, basically, um, had, I just immediately called or messaged um, the team back in the UK to say, hi, um, had a bit <laughs> of an accident. Uh, I might explain the situation. Yeah. And I was just lying flat on the floor, face down, thinking, Oh my God, you haven't done this really, have you, Dylan? But yeah, I had. Uh, wow. So I then just kind of, you know, eventually composed myself and got a message back saying, um, hey, thanks for letting us know. Obviously, not ideal, but, you know, uh, thanks for telling us. Yeah. And sure enough, they then later did see it like an hour later because someone had screenshotted it. Yeah. Thank you to whoever that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I still on Reddit. Yeah, six, still. 6,000 up, upvotes. Six, wow. Maybe more after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, uh, it's a, a story I tell all my team to let them know that, look, it's okay to make a mistake. Mm. As long as you can like own it, put your hand up, like 
what company has ever ever done everything perfectly what no. person has ever no, no. Yeah. never happens this was just a more public mistake yeah um, <laughs> my, my friend still knows he has the the guy who posted <laughs> I, I was telling him like I'm, I'm gonna be on a podcast and he was like who i explained it oh that's the guy that's, that's the guy that's the guy yeah he uh, yeah he's still around <laughs> love it um yeah okay effie Sorry. That's okay. Back to the quick oh, question. Yeah. Which end. driver would you trust you to drive you blindfolded? The driver. Oh, uh, I saw Bottas post a video the other day of him blindfolded. No, uh, him. No. Um, <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, it would be uh, Checo, or it would be like I, said, I told you guys last time, either Daniel or uh, Lando, because you know if you're gonna go out, go out smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. The greatest driver of all time. Jim Clark, hands down. If you're an F1 driver, what team would you choose? Red Bull. Hey. Who would you want as your teammate on the current grid? Like, if you were a driver. If I was driving Max or Lewis, hands down, bring on the best. I want to know how far off I am, how bad I am. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm actually quite good, yeah. you could all good find out. Who would you not want as your teammate? Ooh. Um, I wouldn't want. Oh, who's oh, this? I'm sorry, but this is a slow answer. I don't know who I bloody wouldn't want. Mm. Uh, there's no real. Oh, I wouldn't even want to be fair. Everyone's a good. Everyone I've interacted with is a lovely person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe... Um, I've got to give you an answer to some sort of night. Yeah. I don't know. Max will love us again, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they no, keep yeah, beating the same conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what I say. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I wouldn't want um, one of the new guys uh, because, again, you just don't know yet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what are some non-negotiable things you have for your inner circle? Inner circle? Um, they're not flaky. Mm-hmm. Uh like they respect my time and their time. They're um, again truthful people, and they'll tell me exactly how it is. Don't sugarcoat it. Just I they like record that. Record the podcast right the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those are Don't great friends. My time. Yeah. Uh, funniest Instagram comment or moment while you were running the front page. Uh oh. Oof. I mean, the number of boires we used to get. <laughs> can't not love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the classic. Yeah. Worst mistake people make when posting on social media. In your Taking opinion. too long. They overthink. They think that any, everyone gives a crap about their process and how artistic and fancy that they've got, they have their, um, their edit. More money does not equal uh, more likes. You could, I could get a video of messy doing some kiki uppies in a studio and it just being shot on a mobile phone yeah. or i could shoot it from a hundred thousand dollar camera that is looking insanely crisp it's so beautiful artsy blah 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 and i tell you now the video behind the scenes <laughs> me <laughs> going like this yeah. <laughs> it would do better yep uh what's one piece of f1 memorabilia you currently own or you would like to own um so my grandfather's uh, my grandfather's car or my dad's cars from Stuart Grand Prix um, yeah I mean obviously they're not mine <laughs> but um, yeah like that's in the family still and we're never letting that go would you like to drive that I'm sorry to 100% yeah yeah no Have the uh, never driven the car no um, haven't been trusted yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, no 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 uh, but no I will drive it um, soon oh okay yeah Oh, maybe invite us. We can film you. Yeah. We'll <laughs> film it, yeah. So, can I come? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most embarrassing moment you've had in a Grand Prix weekend? Uh, Grand Prix weekend, I overslept um, when I was maybe working, um, I was at least in the UK at the time, um, the Australian Grand Prix. So first race of the year, 
it was my birthday the night before, but didn't do, didn't go out, didn't drink. Sure. There was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. everyone goes, it's the one time you're like, I if actually I had did done it. Yeah. I would yeah. not have been up at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. the next day going like, <gasps> yeah. So it, it just unfortunately, because um, again, your time zone difference, you start, you get to the office at 2 a.m. Mm. UK time. And I had to drive two hours down to south of London to get to our remote oper operations facility. Um, and yeah, it, it, waking up and seeing light was not fun. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh, it, it's got to be uh, teleportation. I mean, think how much time you save just flying around the world on Think how green Formula One would be if you just bring oh, yeah. everyone with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole trucks, the, the whole thing. Oh, the greenest sport God. in the world now. Or even <laughs> in the track, just pole position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right away. Yeah. yeah. Imagine F1's job, social job. They're like, okay. Okay, yeah. here, here. <laughs> Two second clips now. Yeah. I think yeah, even Massey would have a way of uh, <laughs> getting in the way of that. Uh, what athlete would be a great fit? Or, uh, sorry, what actor or, um, yeah, what celebrity would be a great fit? Oh, as um, a driver. As a driver? Yeah. Like to play a, dri play, a, play a driver? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it, it would have to be a um, someone who's got that gentleman character to me. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the to me, the most gentleman driver, the most F1 driver in history was um, uh, Francois Sever, uh, my grandfather's teammate. So he was probably one the most good-looking man mm. to ever grace the paddock. Mm. Um, and he was a driver. Um, I mean, the guy, he could play piano beautifully. Um, he has like, is a great picture of him, like in, uh, in the car, like him looking out with his big blue eyes oh, geez. and you just kind of go like, all right, I mean, he did a good bit of damage in his day, <laughs> um, but someone who could play that character, uh, like a Benedict Cumberbatch, something like that. Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Fassbender would be good too. Yeah. Yes. He's uh, a racer too. Yeah. Share your prediction for the upcoming F1 season. Constructors, drivers, championship winners. Constructors, drivers, championship. Uh, I think Red Bull won it again this year. Yeah. Like they dominated last season, and look, there's not that much evolution from the cars from last year. So. Livery's too now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, RB90. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and. Yeah, I think yeah, Lewis. It'll be Lewis and Max fighting again, hundred percent. Nice. Um, and I hope that Ferrari can get in the mix there, but I don't think they can turn things around from one season to the next that fast. Amazing. Last question: You're writing an autobiography on your life. Which one of these titles best resonates with you? Okay, you okay. asked this question last time as yeah. well. Have the titles changed? No. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, I told you, like, I could, I can't. I could, I could change them on the fly here. On yeah. the fly, yeah. All right, yeah. New okay. All right. The Daredevil. The whimsical, the dream catcher, the free spirit, the one who didn't wake up, the hardest waker, <laughs> <laughs> the hardest worker. <laughs> the one didn't wake up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Absolutely. Perfect. I love the honesty. Well, thank you, Dylan, for coming on once again. Again, just to wrap up the interview, we ask each guest, summarize in 30 seconds how you want to be remembered. What sort of legacy do you want to leave behind? Uh... My rule in life is I want to make sure whatever I've done at the end of the day, no one else could have done. It, the world looks different after I've left. So even if it's in a small, minute way, be great if it's a big way too. Mm. But something that, again, you could show people in history or in the future generations, like 
ah, okay, that's something tangible that he, this guy did, or, or they can ask the question, who made that? Yeah. Oh, Dylan. And where can people find you on social media if they want to? Follow your journey. In all the links that are appearing right yeah. here. <laughs> nice, big, loud, extra. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or on the F1 page. Or on the F1 page. <laughs> or on the F1, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, definitely, guys, we'll put Dylan's socials in our show notes. Please go and follow him. Thank you again for coming on. And if you were able to tune in here, thank you for watching this episode. It really does go a long way. We would love if you could drop a review on this episode and go and check out our other episodes on tracklimitspod.com and give us a follow on social media. We'll see you guys at the next episode.